Open a channel. Open a channel. Open a channel. Open a channel. Open a channel to all decks. Hello, everyone, and welcome to a joint production discussing Trek slash Techpedition, where we're going to talk about something that we've talked about before, but we're going to sort of just revisit it. So we're going to talk about the state of Star Trek's NFT multiverse Star Trek continuum. We were very well, I was kind of skeptical on it, I think, at first, but Carrie has actually dipped into the waters and he's going to give us a a, um, recap of kind of the experience he's had in it. And maybe the question that all of us have about it, is it a scam? Is it for real? What is going on with this thing? And just to get some of the presser from the original release that came out through a fan focused platform, Paramount and Recur have created a unified environment where fans can buy, collect and trade NFTs as digital collectibles across Paramount's leading portfolio of brands, including Paramount Pictures, Nickelodeon, Company Central, MTV, BET, CBS, Showtime Networks, Inc. and more. Star Trek is the first franchise to launch and will be followed by collectibles from Nickelodeon and Paramount Pictures. Paramount.xyz allows fans to build a community, engage with peers, and unlock new, innovative, and interactive experiences with properties and brands they love. So, Carrie, let's let's get into it. This is just going to be a discussion about your experience dipping your toes into the waters of Star Trek Continuum. Okay, so, like, I guess I should preface this by saying, like, I'm really, um adventurous when it comes to stuff like this i like just kind of being a part of the experience so i was much less hesitant than i would normally be just because i've been on like both sides of like crypto explosions whereas like i would buy something before it blew up and then but i also sold it before it blew up so there's this i don't know what you call it there's this ongoing like obsession with people who are into crypto where it's like I want to be in before the next big wave hits. Um, so, you know, everybody want to, wants to catch the next whale, the next the next Bitcoin. So, you know, I don't actually participate like in everything, but I do try, you know, when I can to, to hop in on some of this stuff. And Star Trek was actually pretty popular. I mean, not popular, profitable for me. I don't know long term that it will be, though. And there's a couple of reasons for that. Well, OK, I guess I need to back up. So it was about April of last year give or take a few months when the Star Trek NFTs launched. And at launch, they had this roadmap and there was like a game that was supposed to come out yeah. and you're supposed to like- The multiverse. NFT- <laughs> yeah, yeah. So like you get your NFT ship and then you you can take that ship and all of its stats and then it you, you, get, you get actual like game ship where you could fly around the universe and go on missions and do all this other cool stuff. Like, they hyped it up really, really hard. They had Sonequa Martin-Green, William Shatner. Like, they had all these A-list Star Trek people Mm -hmm. cutting adverts for it. So, like, of course, you know, I'm jacked because it's like, okay, we have buy-in at the top on this. This is something that could really be really, really cool. So... You know, I was I was jacked. Like I was all for it. I was like, let's go. So Yeah, it, it, and just to add to that, I could tell the excitement that the people that they that were buying into it, these actual celebrities like Sneak Martin Green, uh, and and other Star Trek actors that were actually buying into this to push it. You know, I'm sure they were given some sweet deal to do it, but 
I don't think they would do it nefariously. I think, yeah, I, I think don't at either. least from I don't either. what they're being told from their press people and their agents and whoever who's getting these deals for them, they think that is genuinely going to be something that's been beneficial to the fans. And maybe they don't know all of the inner workings of the back end and what the precedent of what NFTs can be and kind of maybe the... I don't want to say unscrupulous, but some of the nature around that yeah. that could be considered good or bad. Yeah, I don't I don't want to call it unscrupulous. <laughs> I don't want to say that like William Shatner was scamming us because like I don't I don't believe that's what happened. Uh-huh. And the main reason I don't believe that what that's what happened is because we'll we'll take things like to the extreme. I don't want to say left or right because people might say we'll just take these to this to the extreme and we'll look at FTX. Mm-hmm. which was a crypto oh, yeah. exchange that folded last year, right? So you had Tom Brady, Giselle Bunchton, you had like all these A-list athletes, all these A-list celebrities that you'll see, you saw them in the commercials. Mm-hmm. They, I'm assuming they had some kind of investment in FTX. Yeah, certainly. And they saw the dollar signs. So like everybody was like, in the words of Tom Brady, let's go. You know, like everybody was... <laughs> Everybody was like, let's let's get this bread, you know, yeah. and I feel like it was kind of the same thing to a certain extent with with Star Trek that XYZ is like, hey, William Shatner, we'll give you a bunch of money to cut a commercial. And he's like, cool. Yeah. And we'll give you some of these NFTs, which will possibly be worth possibly be worth more money in the future. Cool. Like, this is a, <laughs> like for a celebrity in this position, I don't want anybody to bash him because like for them, it's it's a win win proposition because it's like mm-hmm. i'm gonna get my money for cutting these promos and you know i'm gonna get this other thing that like may be worth something it might be it might not but it's like yeah you know the possibility is there ground and, floor yeah, yeah so yeah. i just want to disclaim there like i'm not gonna sit here and bash any kind of celebrities because i don't think that was the problem here at all it's it's kind of a problem that you have with i don't want to say crypto in general but it kind of is like crypto in general cryptocurrency crypto exchanges nfts you get these you get these white papers and they promise you the world and like any kind of software product it really comes down to implementation roadmap and realistic expectations and i feel like all three of those things failed so far with star trek xyz one one year in so they were saying last year around april they were saying around midsummer you'll be able to fly your ship in the game. You'll be able to go on missions. Here we are sitting. It's it's not a year yet. Very it's probably ambitious. like not. Yeah, it's probably like nine months now. It's yeah. been nine months. And the only thing you can do is exchange your ship for other ships. Like that's mm. all you can do. Mm. And if you go to the marketplace and look at the floor price for the ships, each of these NFTs when they came out, it was $250 a piece, right? The floor... The floor of the ships is like 40 bucks. Yeah. So a lot of people lost their shirt on this. I mean, so to speak, if if you are doing it and honestly, let's be honest, the only reason to buy an NFT for this in April when they launched last year was to make money because there was nothing else to do. So what what was the starting price of these things starting off? We see some at 46 at 40 at the lowest and on okay. up. So I want to make sure I get this right. There were two packs that came out when this were released. There were no just ships that you could buy. There wasn't even a marketplace mm-hmm. when it first launched. So there was the captain's pack and the admiral's pack. So the captain's pack 
it had like a 5% chance to have a Constitution class or a Constitution refit class ship. Mm-hmm. Um, and the Admiral's pack, which you could only buy if you held a recur pass, which is another racket I want to get into. <laughs> so like you can only buy the Admiral's pack if you held a recur pass. So like I don't know what the flurry the floor is on recur passes, but when I bought one, I think the floor was like 200 300 bucks just to get this pass, this permission to buy this this pack that had a guaranteed constitution. So if you got an Admiral's pack, it was 50% chance to be a constitution class ship. 50% chance to be a constitution refit. So you were basically guaranteed a constitution class ship. And the way the game worked, and I say the game, is that apparently the constitution class ships were supposed to be more robust or have more features or there was some kind of benefit to having a yeah. constitution class ship. Mm-hmm. And that was the main, you know, that was the main draw. So when these dropped and the people started opening their packs, the Constitution ships, based on the information they gave, the Constitution ships were the ones that were selling for more. Yeah, and that's the Enterprise is, is a Constitution yeah. class ship, so yeah, yeah. That's at least the original. So that's what kind of what they're going for. And it seems like mostly the designs were in that TOS era, from what I saw. Is that correct, or did they kind of advance? Um, no, no, they were just TOS. So like, there were like Constitution ones were TOS like style mm-hmm. but the constitution refits were they were the more like modern like not not discovery but i would say between like next generation to up to like uh picard those different variations on the the constitution refit gotcha th- those were those were what the refits were at least from what i saw and like i said you can go on the if any of you are watching this you can go on the um star trek.xyz marketplace and you can just kind of look through the ships you can filter them by class. There's a couple of different classes of ships. There's a Constitution. There's a Constitution refit. There's um Miranda class. There's Oberth class, Soyuz class, and then the class three carrier. Those are the different classes ship classes of ships that you could possibly get, mm-hmm. depending on which pack. If you got an Admiral pack, you weren't going to get any of those other ones. It was going to be some variation of Constitution. And the interesting thing for me was watching. The because I was also in the Discord for this, mm-hmm. the, the Star Trek Continuum Discord, and it was interesting watching how people were trying to judge which ships would be more valuable. There's this site called OpenSea, mm-hmm. which basically is a marketplace to sell NFTs. And after some period of time, things started showing up on, I guess, that OpenSea tapped into the Star Trek XYZ blockchain. I can't remember mm-hmm. which blockchain it actually runs on, but. The ships are showing up there and you can see all the different attributes and depending like we, we got a real view at what was actually rare. And it turned out that the Constitution ships weren't really that rare. The rarest ships, at least in the beginning, the rarest ships were the class three carrier ships. Mm. If I'm if I remember this correctly. And generally with NFTs, the rarest NFT is the one that is most valuable. So it kind of threw things off. And I don't I don't know if the company behind this actually, you know, thought about attributes and how important they are to NFTs yeah. when they were building this. Because, like, if you wanted to go on there now and find you a Constitution class ship, you wouldn't have any problem. Mm-hmm. There, there was there was a ton of them. I want to say at least half half of the ships that that were minted were like Constitution class or Constitution refits. So, like. We haven't even talked about like the roadmap yet. Like yeah. that right there just kind of throws things all out of whack. And that's kind of when I kind of got out of it. Yeah. 
I had a low mint number Constitution class ship. If you sort by highest last sale, my ship, so it's the STCA0004, that was my ship that I got in an Admiral's pack. Now, somebody's listing it for $4,000, but see, my ship is number two, right? Of the highest sales. Click history. You'll see Bagoma, and you can see I sold it for $2,000. Oh, geez. <laughs> wow. <laughs> well, somebody made money. <laughs> so I sold that April 10th, like like 10 days or so into this experiment, just because I wasn't sure if they were going to increase the value because I started getting nervous about the roadmap. And I'm it, like, there's... And that's after purchasing the Admiral Pack. Yeah, so I purchased the Admiral Pack for 250 bucks. Um, I opened it, and that was the ship I got. And the cool thing about that ship is it has a really, really low mint number. I don't know who has STCA 00001, but like if they actually get this off the ground, these ships will probably be worth something someday. Mm-hmm. But they, they're, I don't know how much they've changed their roadmap based on when I bought this ship. It is not anywhere close to what they were saying it was going to be. Oh, wow. Because you can't really do any missions. Like the only mission right now, like I was saying, is if you have a Constitution class ship, you can trade that in and get two of the other types of ships. Yeah, well, I guess that goes into my next question. Besides the exclusivity of getting a certain style of ship that's randomly generated and a certain class that you'd want what are the other benefits? Where are they going? Where's this metaverse? What other things, other things on roadmap are you supposed to be able to do with these ships that we haven't seen yet or they, that may never come, quite frankly? Okay, so looking back on it, this was a total like, I don't want to say it was a money grab, but the way they were throwing out metaverse, it was when like Zuckerberg was really, you know, he was really pushing metaverse, Facebook's metaverse, but everybody's just saying metaverse, like it's yeah. internet. And it's not. There's no one connected virtual world where like all this stuff is happening. When I hear all these different companies throwing out metaverse, that's what I think of. I think of, okay, there's this place like the internet that I can put on my VR goggles and then go visit all these different worlds in this huge universe. And that's not really what it is. Facebook has their own metaverse. These guys will have their, I don't, I don't know. Like I said, I haven't really been following this. Yeah. I, I just know where it was supposed to be at this time and it's not there. It's not there. It's not anywhere close to there. But we were we were promised a world or a universe where I could go fly my ships with my friends. We could all go on missions together. You know, and when I think that, I think of either something like Star Citizen, which is totally un- unattainable in the short amount of time that they mm-hmm. had in their time frame. Or something like, um, do you remember that game? What was that game we used to play? Um, Artemis. Yeah, I, Artemis, I, I yeah. would think something like Artemis or like Star Trek Bench Commander where you and your buddies all get online and, okay, like I'm manning communication, you got engineering, somebody else is on the weapons and we have a captain who is, I'm assuming, the owner of whatever ship we're on and we're going around doing missions. Like that's how this was sold. I don't know if that's even what they actually meant, but it's definitely how they sold. Go back and look at the promos that yeah. Shatner cut. Look at the one Sonequa Martin Green cut. Look at the like all the all the ones. They even had some panels on this, and they were all talking about metaverse and go on your own adventures. And you know, it was it seemed solid, but looking back, it seemed like it might have been a little vague. Well, vague, ambitious, and honestly, I I haven't heard any real follow up after that initial push. Not one screenshot of this metaverse. Like they've done in-game engine versions of the ships, 
So, like, I believe you can go and look at your ship as it would look in a game. But there's no game. And to me, without a game, this is worthless. It's worthless without the game. But even if you don't even worry about all that stuff, like I said, it's an NFT. And as I've seen in the last couple months, <laughs> through things we may or may not discuss, like, just the appeal of an NFT will get people interested in investing, especially with a big property like Star Trek. I figured this was a home run, at least in that respect. But like I said, if you look at the four prices of the ships, the cheapest ship is 40 bucks. This would be a good time to get into it if you were curious and you, you know, you yeah, got 40 bucks laid around. Yeah. You may want to just grab a ship just to have it, but there's no game. Yeah, it, it, I think that's the real draw what people, other than trying to make money, that's what other people that love Star Trek are trying to get into this for. They want it to have value, but they want to to eventually be some something a little more tangible <laughs> honestly yeah honestly that's the mentality i had going into it because i was like okay i'll buy this even if it doesn't end up being worth anything i can still play my play the game with it with my brother you know and our friends so it seemed like a win-win at the time but like i said once i started looking at the the roadmap and (laughs) just the messages that the devs were giving out about like where things were and it took like two or three weeks to get the marketplace and that was like the easiest thing they got that one done pretty quick but I don't know at one point, la- what point last year they did the, well, they call it Mission 1, but it's basically mm. NFT swap. I'm not sure exactly when they actually impl- implemented that, but I don't see anything else that looks like it's close to being ready. Like, this portal looks almost exactly the same as it did. You're supposed to have crew members. That was the other thing. Yep. There are no crew members in the marketplace. Only thing that's in here is packs. And if you wanted to buy a brand new Admiral pack, you can get one for $109 now. So <laughs> even the even the unopened packs have lost value, yeah. which is crazy to me because I thought they would still be, you know, up there just because of the possibility of getting something good. I'm just not very encouraged by the progress. And I hate to be negative because, no, I, you know, it's, but it's valid, man, it's valid. I want to call this out just so people know you got to be careful when these companies are promising you to work the world and they're using the word metaverse. Pay close attention to how the devs are answering questions and, you know, how the PR people are asking questions, because if they're being real vague, even if they have a roadmap, if they're being like super, super vague about things, then, you you know, it may, may be the okie doke. Right. So, so we're going to talk about another NFT launch without getting political at all. But, at all. But first, but first. I want to ask you, how much of the lack of interest or lack of development in this area is maybe due to the crash of crypto? Is there an angle that's kind of influencing where this is going because of that? Well, remember earlier when we were talking about crypto exchanges and FTX? Honestly, shady crypto exchanges did more to harm crypto last year than anything else. There were like three or four crypto exchanges that went under. You know, of course, top of the list is FTX. Yeah, with some actual arrests being made uh, and in that debacle. Yeah, but it's funny because like when most people talk about cryptocurrency, it's all about decentralization, right? So people in America and people in Japan or people in China or whatever, like we all have access to this form of currency. And because it's decentralized, it should be in immune but it should be like somewhat impervious to like fiat currency inflation so you know like the american dollar it it inflates every year so the whole point is to have things decentralized but 
you got to have some way to get your fiat currency and convert it into cryptocurrency. The the big ones right now are Coinbase and probably Binance. I think Binance is like the biggest one. And I'm kind of worried about Binance as well, mm -hmm. because Binance had very, very close ties to FTX. And there was some kind of purchase. I don't know if Binance had a stake in FTX. Mm -hmm. I believe that's what it was. I believe Binance had a stake of FTX and then FTX bought them out of their stake, but they paid for it with like the FTX coin or whatever. <laughs> like that's how they bought Binance out of their stake. So Binance could be possibly in trouble too. But for all for all signs that I can see, Binance seems to be fine. But it's these choke points that yeah. are like killing crypto right now. Because if Coinbase goes down, then you can forget it. Like crypto is never going to take off. Like if Coinbase dies, because like Coinbase is like one of the last, I want to say the last American hope. Because like most of the big crypto companies are not in the United States. Uh, so like that's kind of worrying. The other thing is crypto itself has kind of rallied a bit. I believe Bitcoin got down to like what fourteen to seventeen thousand dollars a coin last year. I believe it's sitting at like twenty two right now. So I mean, they've made some small rallies at the beginning of the year. So like things are up for the year, but year over year, I'm sure it's down. I've kind of cooled on my crypto rhetoric just because now it doesn't seem like people are trying to do something that's innovative or something that you know. It seems like now it's like, how can we get the most people? It's like an IPO. It's like, how can <laughs> we get the most money. people? Yeah. yeah. How can we get the most people excited? So they, they'll throw their money at us. Yeah. So, so we can then, after we get the money, then we can figure out how we're actually going to do this. And that's the same problem that I see with Star Trek. Continuum. Yeah. With Star Trek <laughs> continuum. And I hope that it's something someday, but a year later, it is not, it is not. So I want to get your candid thoughts. Again, we're not going to get political at all, but the big Donald Trump NFT, which is the biggest one I remember in recent times, the, yes. the, the Donald Trump NFT launch. What do you think about that? Did you dip in? Uh, what's your, what, a few months in, what's your prognosis of, of that NFT launch? Just for a comparison to, to what we've been doing in Star Trek world. This is tricky. This is tricky. But one thing I will say about the Trump NFT is that... It did about what I thought it was going to do because Trump has this huge base, right? Like over half of the United States voted for him and like half of the United States voted for him last time, you know, so like or about half. So like, yeah, he has a huge base of people to pull money from. I mean, for better or worse, like he has a huge, he has ginormous base. So to me, that sent off the red flags in my head. I was like, do I personally like Trump? No. I don't personally like him, but this NFT, if I look at it objectively, it looks like it might do something. Yeah. So yeah, I I bought one of the Trump NFTs and that whole process, they sold out quick, dude. They sold out in like 12 hours. They sold oh, wow. every one of them. And I can't remember how many it was when it um started. I want to say it was like, was it like 5,000 or something mm -hmm. like that? It was a lot. And they sold every one of them. And, and I think the huge difference here for me, this was not really given with any additional promises. It was just get nah. your NFT art. From get your Trump, Trump baseball card. <laughs> this is what it is, guy. You know, they yeah. didn't overpromise. Like they I feel like not. I feel like the lunch to me it was a better lunch than the Star Trek lunch because 
you're getting a you're getting a Trump card and you're getting a chance to possibly go have dinner with Trump or something. Yeah. I don't know. There was some kind of secondary sweepstakes that they had attached uh-huh. to it. And you could you could actually enter the weep sweepstakes without even purchasing an yeah. NFT. So that to me, when I saw that, I was like, okay, this is this has no, it's connected to it, but it it really has nothing to do. And I think if you read the fine print of like the prizes, <laughs> so like if you got you could play like nine holes of golf with Trump or something, and yeah. it's like in the fine print, it's like this is not all expense paid. You have to pay for your airfare oh, and your lodging, right. and you have you have to pay everything. <laughs> you, you're basically entering for the chance to be in Trump's presence. And I was like, okay, yeah. that checks my other box. The political nuts are going to be all over that. Like yeah. even even the people who were against him. When I say political nuts, like there were probably people who bought one of these things just so they could they could possibly get in Trump's like circumference and troll him. Like, yeah, you know, so yeah, like no doubt. the Jake Paul theory, it's like everybody hates Jake Paul, but dude still makes a ton of money because people still have eyes on him and the That's eyes true. are all that matters. It doesn't matter if they're positive eyes or negative eyes. Like everybody's watching everything this guy does. Everybody's waiting for him to get knocked out. Yeah. I thought Nate Robinson, like, but my, like if, <laughs> I don't, I don't oh, know. Not Nate. Not Nate. I, I, hate to, I hate to plug another podcast on here, but like, uh, or actually it's not a podcast. Game Theory by Bomani Jones. It's an HBO television series. He talks about the rise of Jake Paul in his latest episode. He actually, he actually interviews Jake Paul and it's oh, hilarious. Gosh. But they actually talk about this and he's like, man, I don't care if people hate me. I'm still making money. And I, I mean, he pretty much said that. So, yeah. And I think he had and I want to say he had a crypto thing that went terribly bad and he's getting probably for it right now. Yeah, probably he, did. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think he did. I think he did. But I mean, it's it's a classic okie doke, though. It's like get a celebrity to like <laughs> push your thing and then you'll get the eyes, you'll get the you'll get the attention. And then it's on. Then after that, it's up to you to deliver. So, so I haven't had one of the, the continuing in, NFTs yet, but I'll tell you something I would like that I think it would make it immens- immensely more valuable. Just integrate it in with the current Star Trek online game somehow, or, or or either make it when you buy a ship, you can actually, and I don't know what you can do with the NFT right now, but can you like look at the ship, circle around the ship, zoom in, zoom out? It's you- just the picture. So do that, make it where it's interactive, where you can like, uh, put Bruh. on VR and go on the bridge of your ship and walk around or something. That's all you have to do is they don't have to do a well. It's it's a lot, but in the grand scheme of things, it's not a lot, you know. Honestly, this is what I think they should have done. Let's so like, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna me. I'm gonna go in my imagination a little bit. This is what they should have done. They should have part partnered with Cloud Imperium Games, mm-hmm. which is the company who is developing Star Citizen, right? Mm-hmm. Star Citizen has been in development for like 10 years or whatever. But one thing about Star Citizen is its patrons love their ships. This company has been set afloat or kept afloat mostly by selling ships. And a lot of these ships haven't even been put into the game yet. Some of them aren't even, you can't even fly them. But my thing is, if you partner with a company that's already doing what you want to do, it's mostly just branding, which is what marketing companies are great at. Yeah. Branding. So they could have partnered with CIG and put some Star Trek ships in this game. Yes. And and forget the Star Trek people. The Star Citizen people would have bought them all. <laughs> yeah. They would have bought every one of them and they would still be more valuable 
than they are right now just sitting on a web page not doing anything. That's what I think they should have done. They could have kept the NFT like they didn't even have to make it an NFT, honestly. They could have just sold they could have just sold star citizenships. But making it an NFT would have been cool too. But I don't know. That's what I think they should have did. Yeah, I always wonder on the deals that Paramount slash the Star Trek people, whoever's in charge, are making. It it, it always seems like it's it is not always the best choice. No, <laughs> I'm, I'm just looking across the board. There's been I, I've there's the um the Star Trek ships, the small ships you can buy. The company that they're going with was pretty much like the only company in the game. But I had all types of problem when I was trying to order from that when they did the um. What are the boxes you get in the mail with the the, the loot in it? Loot boxes? Oh, loot, crates? loot crate. Yeah, yeah loot crate. I, I tried to do loot crate one time. There was a Star Trek one. They were like months behind. It's oh, just no. like almost everything I get from them is always something wrong, uh, unfortunately. Now, I will say <laughs> they have recently put some some products in Target and Walmart that are pretty cool. But yeah, man, it's like, um, I don't know. I don't know. It's, you have people that are always in their ear, always trying to sell them something and you know, they take the bait sometimes, and I quite frankly don't blame them for going with the Star Trek Continuum idea. I think on the face of it, it oh, it's a great like a, idea. Yeah, yeah. It's a great idea. I just feel like the, the implementation is just, because, I mean, the other thing is, you kind of could have called this last year, honestly, if I'm just being completely real, because mm -hmm. Recur, the company that's doing this, they have another um product called NFTU. It's basically a well, they call it the largest NFT college basketball NFT, or I think it's just college basketball mm -hmm. NFTs. And really, there's college not, basketball. Yeah, there's not really a whole. I mean, it's, it's not the really, players. I have a, yeah, it's players and How like can they moments. Even do that? They were having like problems selling the jerseys because of play, the players wanted well, money. NIL, baby. NIL. Uh, explain it to me. I don't know what that means. Oh, you didn't know this. So, like a couple years ago. They made it to where uh, a college college athlete can profit off of their name, image, or likeness. the The biggest thing that this that I get from this is like I remember when I was going to Southern Miss, there was this running back named Damian Fletcher, mm -hmm. right? And he was really, really good. He almost went to the league. I think he got in trouble for something. But if I just remember walking into that stadium and like ninety percent of the jerseys were number two, two twenty two Damian Fletcher jerseys, I'm like, he's not seeing a dime from this. Yeah. But now. Now college students, they can do like car commercials. Oh god. You know, they can there's all kinds of stuff they can do now hey. to make money. I think the Get biggest NIL deal is like I think there was one for like five million dollars or something. So like you can actually make actual money doing it now. So yeah, and I believe that with NFTU, it's mostly players who have graduated college. So that's one avenue that, you know, they don't really have any problems with that. Mm -hmm. But the other the other is even if there are current players on here, they can they can still do it now because they they can make money. It's probably why there's not a, a, NB, a NCAA <laughs> college basketball game, though, because it would be prohibitively expensive. Yes. To do yes. that now. So I think we've we've covered that pretty well. Is there any other thing you want to plug or take away you want to give before we kind of wrap this thing up? I, I just kind of want to talk about NFTs and crypto a little bit more like so. I know I sounded very, very negative about this product, and I was just trying to be objective. And to be fair, nobody's ever done what they're trying to do here. Like mm -hmm. nobody's really done it. Um, there's a couple. There's a couple. Um, I don't. I don't know what you even call them, but they're. Um, they're. 
games where mm-hmm. you buy NFTs and you can do like farming and stuff to get gems and you trade the gems in for like money or crypto or whatever. So like there there are some like I want to use the term game loosely. Mm-hmm. The one I'm thinking of is I think it's called NFT Kingdoms. I actually played oh, that one for a while. <laughs> okay. But that one no DeFi Kingdoms, that's what it's called. So it's like a fantasy RPG game where you know you can get in there and you can you can kind of do stuff but it's even that that's probably the most furthest alone one that I've seen and even with that one it's not really like what what a regular gamer would expect from a video game Mm -hmm. so I really think this model is a great model I just don't think that they probably took the time to like actually analyze what they were going to do or how they were going to do it I'm not down. I'm still like, even after this, my Chubb NFT, I sold it pretty quick. I, I bought it for a 99. I sold it for $200 just because like, I feel like the NFT is a solution in search of a problem right now. <laughs> just it just being a baseball card is not going to be enough. Yeah. I think Justin Bieber paid a million for like a b- bored ape NFT and it's not, not even worth anywhere oh, yeah. close. Those crashed tremendously. Like all crypto, there needs to be some kind of utility. Like I can't just... Like, I can't look at an NFT unless I open my app. You know, it's not like a baseball card where I could, if I wanted, I could just hang it on my wall. Yeah. I, I just think there needs to be something else there. And this, I thought this was that something else. And it still may be, but like right now, the jury's still out. All right. If you want to hit us up, you can hit us up at Discussing Trek on any and all social medias or fans at Discussing Trek via email. So until next time, guys, live long and prosper. Thanks for listening to the Discussing Trek podcast. For more information, go to discussingtrek.com slash subscribe. You've been listening to the Discussing Network. Find out more at discussingnetwork.com.